Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball today, this Wednesday, July 6th. Happy birthday, Dad. Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, joining us. Uh, Adam, it's not your birthday, too, is it? No, it is not. That was uh, closer to opening day. Okay, good. I didn't want to exclude you if today was... You know, a one in 365 shot that today was your birthday. It is not. Happy belated birthday a few months late, but uh, to get that out of the way. Uh, Adam, we have a lot to discuss today, obviously. Let's begin with uh, the call-up of uh, Tyler Glass now. I know that Pirates fans have been waiting and waiting and waiting, uh, sometimes impatiently, to see this guy get the call to the show. Uh, He finally has. Uh, Just discuss that and discuss uh, why now is uh, the time that the Pirates decided we got to get this guy up to the big league roster. Yeah, they've definitely been waiting for a long time. I joke that I'm, I'm happy for Glass now to get a chance to make his Major League debut tomorrow. Happy for the Pirates to finally push him through. And I'm happy for me because I don't have to answer any more questions about when Tyler Glass now is coming up. Uh, they decided now is the right time just because they have this sort of opening in the rotation with John Neese getting his knee checked out. They wanted to give him an extra day. They're going to push him back to Sunday. Uh, and that opened up a spot in the rotation basically for another AAA starter. And it just so happens that Tyler Glass now is lined up start Thursday, so they're, they're going to call him up and have him start the series finale here in St. Louis. That'll be his major league debut, a long-awaited. Uh, you've seen some better things uh, lately in his last two starts as far as command goes, willingness to attack hitters and throw strikes. Um, so I think the Pirates have been encouraged by the work that he's put in in AAA. There's still no guarantee that he will remain in the rotation coming out of the All-Star break. Because at that point, you're going to start to see Garrett Cole coming back. You're going to see Jamison Tyone coming back off the disabled list. So at that point, they're looking at a lot of starters and only five spots. So it's uh, it's probably not just a spot start, all things considered. You know, you're going to see Glasnow in a rotation later this season, I would imagine. But it's a very exciting moment for him, for the fan base, uh, you know, for the organization as a whole. Because this is one of the top arms in all of minor league baseball. Guy was just electric stuff, high 90s fastball, great curveball, a changeup that he's been working on. So. It'll be really fun to see how he does coming out in a pretty intense environment here in St. Louis against a really good lineup. Yeah, a highly anticipated debut, to say the least, for Tyler Glass now. And, Adam, you brought up that, uh, you know, his his stuff and his makeup and his repertoire is, you know, second to none in terms of prospects in baseball. Uh, but you did mention that the one red flag concerning him, and I got this from our good buddy Jim Callis, he said that, you know, the one concern 
has been the command, has been the control, but you said it has been improved recently. Is that still something that uh, the Pirates Braz is a little bit concerned about, or do you think that he's starting to turn the corner as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I think it's definitely still an issue, and it could be an issue you know, for the bulk of his career. He could just be a guy who runs up high walk totals but doesn't give up a lot of hits and strikes out a lot of guys. You know, A.J. Burnett was that way, if you want to talk about a recent Pirate, uh, when he was a little bit younger, and he obviously made it work pretty well for himself. Uh, but I, I think it's more of a mentality with, with Flyers now. It's more just, you know, accepting the mentality that if you attack hitters more often than not, you know, it's really tough to hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. So I think once he kind of accepts that and just worries more about pounding the zone instead of trying to be too fine on the corners, uh, he'll have a lot more success. He's done that uh, the last couple of starts in AAA, so the Pirates are encouraged that, uh, you know, maybe he'll be able to do that, bring that mentality up to the majors because, you know, hitters up here are a lot more patient. Uh, typically, there's no weak spots in the lineup. Everyone has a pretty decent batting eye. So, you know, they're they're going to take, uh, you know, obvious balls on the, you know, on, on the edges of the, the strike zone. They're not going to, you know, just swing and miss at them like some AAA hitters, especially the bottom of AAA lineups might. So it's going to be a tough test, obviously, as it is for any pitcher uh, making his major league debut. And this will be the fifth one we've seen uh, for the Pirates just this season. Yeah, I mean, the last few weeks have just been a, a flood of, uh, you know, young arms coming up from AAA. And what's interesting about uh, the timing of this whole thing is that, you know, you brought it before, Jamison Tyone recently goes on the DL. So now they got to fill that rotation spot. And everybody in, you know, Pirates Nation screaming, it's got to be Tyone. Well, it wasn't. We saw the Major League debut last night, meaning Tuesday, of Stephen Brault. So he was very good uh, against the Cardinals, uh, four innings and five runs. As the, I'm sorry, uh, four innings and five strikeouts, uh, which uh. is much better than five runs, uh, <laughs> as uh, the Pirates uh, run their winning streak to six. But kind of break that down for us, you know, why Brault got the call initially, and now we see a day or two later, not even, that uh, it's going to be Glassnell's turn very soon. So much of it is basically just about when the start comes up, you know, that they need to fill. You know, it's about who was lined up in, in AAA because they have a lot of confidence in, in all of their you know, top minor league arms, obviously, to come up and uh, at least make one start if not stick in the rotation. So it just so happened that, you know, Tyone uh, needed to hit the disabled list, get a little uh, proactive rest uh, with the shoulder fatigue, and Brawl was lined up to pitch. I think, you know, if Glasnow had been lined up to pitch or, you know, been able to pitch on extra rest, you would have seen him make that start last night. But instead, you know, the way it lined up, Brawl came up through four innings, uh, which is really the best he could do given his sort of limited pitch count in the minors. He was coming off of a, a hamstring injury. Uh, but then, you know, it lined up again. The Pirates could kind of make way, you know, adjust their rotation to fit in Glasnow. So, you know, it's not like they were holding him back intentionally. It was just a, a couple of times that they've had a, a spot open in the rotation. Glasnow was either just pitched or just about to pitch, uh, you know, in the middle of his throw day or something like that. So uh, it's, it's not like they were holding it back. It's just this is the way it worked out. And I think, uh, you know, everybody will agree that once he gets up, it'll, you know, that'll all be a part of the past. Not really worth complaining about anymore once he's up and pitching in the majors. And, of course, you know, the, the bulk of the attention, and deservedly so, goes to Jamison Tyone and Tyler Glass now. But Stephen Brault's in, in the middle of all this, you know, he comes up, like I said, the, the 5Ks and the four innings, uh, uh, a limited workload for him. But I got to think that, uh, you know, judging from the admittedly small sample size, there's a lot to like about this guy, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, this is the guy who started last season in the Florida State League, the Class A, you know, uh, Bradenton. So, for him to come as far as he has, he was the player to be named later in the Travis Snyder trade. Just an absolute steal for the Pirates. They got 
Stephen Tarpley, another pitching prospect, as well as Brawls. You know, he's a, he's a lefty who can command three pitches, and the Pirates love their lefty starters, uh, you know, especially in PNC Park and against the Cardinals, uh, oddly enough. And it's, you know, it, you, you saw some potential there. He's a really athletic guy. He's really sharp. Uh, if you go get a chance to watch his postgame interview, it's outstanding. He's one of the best interviews probably on the team already. Hmm. Uh, that part of his game translated really well to the majors. But he's, uh, you know, you, you like the stuff, you like the fastball. I think he probably throws a little bit harder than some people might think when you see kind of a smaller lefty. He's like, he can ramp it up to 94 miles an hour. And when you have the off-speed stuff that he does, that plays pretty well. Yeah, it's funny how, you know, as as well as the Pirates are playing right now with six straight wins as of this discussion, there might be more excitement about the young arms uh, coming up from AAA in Glasnow, Tyone, and Stephen Brault's, and uh, things are definitely looking up for the Pirates right now. And, uh, Adam, to shift gears a little bit, the uh, All-Star rosters and final vote nominees announced last night. Uh, Mark Melanson, an All-Star once again for the Pirates. Starling Marte, a final vote candidate, and uh, – no Andrew McCutcheon on the All-Star team, which is just odd. He's one of those guys you pencil in every summer uh, for the Midsummer Classic, but uh, that's not going to be the case this year. Uh, kind of give us your thoughts on the guys uh, from the squad that did and did not make it. Yeah, well, Melanson's an incredibly deserving candidate. He's been one of the best closers uh, and probably the most reliable and consistent closer uh, in the National League over the last couple of years. Uh, he said it's still an honor every time. You know, it's still great to go. It never gets old, so certainly a deserving guy there and it really just highlights how important it was that the pirates kept him uh, this offseason when there was so much talk about possibly trading him he's been so valuable to the team so valuable to this bullpen really great guy in the clubhouse good leader uh, very well respected so certainly deserving there you can make the argument Marte should have been uh, on the roster without being a final vote candidate and I think Gregory Polanco also probably deserves a lot of love in that category this is not a guy who's just having a breakout first half this is a highly touted prospect who seems to have finally broken through. This isn't like a fluky type first half where we'd look back and say, well, hey, remember that weird time Gregory Polanco was an all-star? Like, no, this is probably a deserving candidate and will certainly make an all-star team or two uh, going forward. So I think the team's really trying to push hard for Marte in that final vote, uh, getting the tweets and the, the text and the, the online voting out there. Uh, I think those are really the – the two that would have made the most sense otherwise. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, like you said, is kind of a you know a career achievement award if you wanted to put him there. But I think he would admit just as much that he didn't have an all-star first half. Uh, it will be weird to not see him in San Diego. You know, when you picture some of the games uh, defining stars, you think Kershaw, Trout, guys like that, and Andrew McCutcheon. So that's a little weird to see, but uh, at least the Pirates will be represented by uh, one guy, maybe even two by the time it's all said and done. All depends on the final vote, of course, as uh, Pirates fans hopefully can band together and get Starling Marte to uh, Petco Park next week. Uh, Adam, no easy transition into this next topic, but we won't spend a lot of time on it. But uh, give us uh, what you do know, what you can tell us about the off-field troubles right now of Jung Ho Gong. Uh, Jung Ho Gong uh, was released yesterday that uh, he's been a person of interest in a sexual assault claim in Chicago. He's being investigated by the Chicago Police Department and uh, Major League Baseball obviously will will follow suit with its uh, domestic violence policy. Uh, you can read all the, the details in the Chicago Tribune. I agree, it's probably not our place to get into that uh, quite yet. But the Pirates are aware of it. Uh, you know, they take it very seriously. It's important to note that he has not been charged with any crime at this point. He's just a person of interest, uh, so he will remain with the team. He's playing. He pinch hit uh, last night. Uh, it doesn't really affect his standing team as of now until the investigation is complete 
And since it is an ongoing police investigation, the Pirates and Gong won't be able to comment about the entire situation. Yeah, sad development for sure regarding Zheng Ho Gong. We'll see what uh, comes about in the coming days and weeks. Uh, Adam, uh, to begin to wrap up here, Garrett Cole made his first uh, rehab start uh, Tuesday night. Uh, give us the update on that, how he looked, and uh, give us the uh, rehab update, well, I guess a, a health update more along the lines of that for uh, Jameson Tyone as well. Yeah, Cole threw three innings uh, in a rehab start for AAA Indianapolis. Uh, the stat line looked good. I uh, saw an interview with him post game, and he seemed to feel pretty good about the way everything went. Uh, that was just sort of to get his pitch count up a little bit. He's definitely going to make at least one more rehab start uh, with AAA Indianapolis. That would put him in line to rejoin the Pirates rotation coming out of the all-star break, which probably makes the most sense for everybody involved. But good news is that the arm, the strain right triceps, seems to be recovering well. Uh, you know, he looked fine against the AAA lineup last night, so that's all heading in the right direction for Garrett Cole. Uh, Jameson Tyone, like I said, it's kind of proactive rest. They were going to skip a couple of his starts uh, coming out of the all-star break just because, uh, you know, he's had the two years down due to injury, hasn't pitched a full season since 2013. Uh, and then he came out of the last start with a little bit of right shoulder fatigue, soreness, kind of normal soreness that most uh, pitchers would sort of throw through, especially normal soreness for guys coming off of Tommy John especially. Uh, like Tyone was. So rather than, you know, try to push him through that and then still skip him after the break, they just said, hey, this is a good time to hit the pause button, and then they'll, they'll get him back in the rotation after the all-star break as well. So, you know, you're looking at, you talk about trade deadline acquisitions, the Pirates could get Garrett Cole and Jameson Tyone back in the rotation, along with potentially Tyler Glasnow joining it for good uh, in the second half of July. So that's definitely going to be an interesting time uh, for the Pirates. Yeah, who needs a trade deadline when you can get guys uh, called up from AAA and guys back to full health? Uh, that's that's better than uh, almost any trade you could possibly make. Uh, Adam, are you on your way to Petco Park soon? Uh, yeah, I will be heading out there this weekend. So I will cover Mark Melanson and possibly Starling Marte and who knows how many other All-Stars. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a good time. Great Yeah, city. All-Star Week always fun. It's in San Diego this year, which doesn't hurt. So, uh, Adam, uh, safe travels to you. We will talk in uh, a couple of weeks as we kind of shift gears next week with our uh, podcast content. But uh, enjoy your time out there, and we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Adam Barry, Pirates reporter, joining us. This is Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 